Ladies and gentlemen, we've been to the past. We've been to the future. <laughs> we've been all around the afterlife. Are you going to start over or are you just going to go? You know, just go. Stop talking. Ted, the best place to be. Are you sure it's going? It's here. The best time to be is now. I'm always nervous I'm going to mute the wrong ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like... Yeah, I get no, every time. No, we can say is... Every single time. Yeah. Let's Thank you! Two, one, two, three, this gets me every time. Don't talk. Oh my god. You know some guy's just fucking stroking his cock over that fucking guitar lick. Yeah, that was my fucking guitar <laughs> Well, welcome to a new episode of <laughs> the Keanu Reeves Endorsed Podcast. <laughs> we do Keanu. Keanu. I am one part of hosts. I am the second part of these hosts. I am I am Brett Battostain. <laughs> and I am the Dylan Hawes. The <laughs> Dylan S. Preston. <laughs> Dylan Hawes Esquire. Esquire. What does Esquire mean, by the way? Uh, it's like a lawyer, right? Isn't that what a, a, a lawyers are Esquires? I don't know. if so the, I, we, I've always associated with lawyering. I don't know. So are we to believe that Bill yeah. S. Preston Esquire I thought it was fancies himself Theater. a lawyer? Yeah. He's an Esquire. He, he is a lawyer. Not that he fancies himself one. He is an Esquire. Esquire? But it's like a, you know, like somebody who writes Esquire? Esquire? <laughs> Esquire? Well, I don't know what you're <laughs> saying right now. <laughs> it's, you know, you're asking for the square. Esquire? Esquire? It's Esquire. Are you speaking <laughs> a different language? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm actually trying to imitate uh, uh, Trinidad Silva. I don't know. Who's that? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. Are, he, okay, we, let's get into this movie because we'll get right into it. Trinidad Silva is Tito. Oh. The actor Trinidad Silva, I who I want to okay. go a deep dive on because wh- when he popped up in the screen, I was like, holy fuck, it's that guy. He's the guy from Colors. He's the guy from fucking Hill Street Blues. What the fuck happened to that guy? I forgot all about that guy. And so I looked it up and he died right after this movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. But he was. I did you ever see Colors? I I didn't recognize. For one, I didn't recognize anybody in this movie. Uh, I barely recognized even Tiny Keanu Zeus Lis- Lister. Oh yeah, you yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, Don't yeah, give yeah, me that yeah. bullshit. You didn't recognize fucking George Clinton, motherfucker. Lori yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laughlin. Anyway, no, no. Come on, let's come on. Okay, come on. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay, we'll get it. Let's get into it. Come then. on. And, and, uh, last week we did River's Edge. Oh with, boy. Uh, Thomas Paul and uh, Tucker Bertrell. Tucker Bertrell. That was a lot of fun. I think we need to bring Tucker back. He needs to be like. Uh, he needs to be like a third arm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I just almost made a really stupid penis joke, but that's 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 not even fair on Tucker. When you even said he'd probably like it. <laughs> when you said third arm, yeah. what immediately popped into my head was um 
in Austin Powers, maybe like the second or third one, uh-huh. where Mini Me and Austin Powers are like behind the curtain. Yeah, and yeah, like his, the uh, arm is coming out, and he's like eating an apple and stuff. Yeah, that's immediately what popped. That was when his, you said third arm. That I was, was his like, dick. That was his dick. It wasn't an actual arm. It was his real dick. It was Mike Myers' real dick. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. impressive. <laughs> it's like an elephant trunk. <laughs> he's using it to bathe. <laughs> Yeah, that's why he doesn't make movies anymore. He's like, I don't need to. I've got a monstrous fucking cock with a with an opposable thumb on it. Yeah, it's got like <laughs> muscles, actual muscle. In oh it. my god! Um, so this week, um, we are doing <laughs> the 1988 Keanu Reeves starring vehicle, The Night Before. The Night Before. This movie. There's a reason nobody's heard of this movie. Oh my god. It's a it was a slog. It was bananas. It was I I, I took notes. Have you been taking notes? I've, I've never been taken t- notes. Yeah. I, you have been? I I have. And I took so I I will say I was trying to take notes for this movie, but I was like I don't even know what to write yeah, down. Yeah, I just kept writing down, what is going on in this movie? What is this movie about? The first thing I wrote was, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> okay, so could, the first thing I want to... Really quick. So okay. uh, the movie t- takes place um, like uh, non-linearly or like broken up like into flashbacks. Like it's broken present- up uh, way too many flashbacks okay. to open with. It's like... It's an interesting idea, and it's very, like, whoever made the film, did you bother to look at the, the director or writer or producer? Yeah, a or little anything? bit. He made Captain Ron. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was a, uh, uh, he was making a real effort at the beginning there. I assume it's a dude, right? Like, yeah. That was, it was an ambitious. It's Tom Eberhardt was the director, and he co-wrote it with uh, Gregory. Oh, Sher- he co-wrote Sherrick? it too? Yeah. Okay. Because this movie is a fucking horror movie if you take what happens in it like it is not okay it is the plot of taken it is the plot of taken <laughs> it's but it's done with like loopy like wah wah uh, i yeah it was i couldn't believe what was actually happening because okay I so know. it opens up it opens up with keanu reeves and did you, did you catch the symbolism of the opening shot again that's what i'm saying they're like very ambitious sort of like the the whole broken timeline was a real tough thing, which they don't really, they do not nail it. But no, it's a, no, no, not, not at even all. close, but it was an ambitious attempt. But the opening sequence is Keanu, like, uh, waking up from passing, being passed out in the middle of an alley, mm-hmm. and a huge truck just slowly almost rolls, you know, it rolls over him, and he just misses getting killed by this truck well yeah and he well it first starts off with him like in a a dream in a dream but then when he wakes up from the dream he's he's, in an alley he's in an alley and a truck he's just he has no choice but to lay down and hope it doesn't kill him and it rolls over him and he just barely comes out unscathed which if you think about it is the entire movie right like (laughs) looking back i'm like why are they making such a symbolic opening to this fucking stupid teenage movie, right? Well, and the the thing about the broken structure of it or the flashback structure yeah. of it that it was totally unnecessary. It was completely unnecessary. Because they could have just told it linear linearly. It would have been no more it would have been it, breaking it up like that implies that there's like some really involved special plot and there's like 
left turns like that a, you're not like expecting. a mystery that's a, yeah. like the like in the hangover movies they're looking for the groom to right. be but and but it's not a or bunch like of flashbacks memento memento, is memento like, yeah. yeah memento's a good analogy for it of a movie that does an amazing job of like really breaking it up and making the interesting plot development yeah, yeah coalesce yeah. all at once this movie even as it was going i was like they're only gonna hold i was like how long are they gonna be able to maintain this because he not enough clearly not enough has happened even in the background stuff that they go to the flashbacks through is like so this is it's not even the morning after the prom right it's well, you sometimes know still the middle of the night right well you know what they could have done too and it would have just made it like so much it would have made more sense and probably would have like coalesced better is if they would have just had it be like you know, they open with him in the alley. Yeah. He figured, like, we find out that he doesn't know where he's at or have any memory of the night before. And then they just do, like, uh, like goes to black and do, like, a Chiron that's, like, yeah. like three hours earlier and yeah. just hold it, like, and linearly she, from there. Because that's basically what happens, but they just keep coming back to him walking through the late night or early, early morning. Like, it's, like, three in the morning or four in the morning because there's people sitting yeah. at a diner eating Drinking coffee. Right, and, and donuts. And donuts. Well, okay, so... But the streets are empty, but it, it, it couldn't figure out... It was like it was trying to do one thing. I, I feel like this movie, knowing when it came out, I feel like there's a bunch of things that it's influenced by that, that I want to talk about that they clearly... Okay, so it came out April... Mid-April of 1988, right? Mm-hmm. Which means it was filmed probably in the fall of 87. Mm-hmm. Adventures of Babysitting came out like June of 87. So someone somewhere is like, uh, yeah, we got a green light that fucking movie about that kid. Okay, that makes so much sense because I was thinking of that movie a lot during this movie. Oh, of course, because it's the same idea, right? (laughs) These like white bread kids, suburban kids in... Well, in this case, East L.A., which right. which I think I took a note in here somewhere. East L.A. is the Times Square in the 70s, right? <laughs> like when they go. I, I didn't, I could, uh, the, if not for them saying like when they're driving to prom, if not uh, for him being like, we'll get on the PCH and get right up to Marina Del Rey, yeah. <laughs> which is where their prom is at. Yeah. Uh, I would not have known where the fuck it was taking place. I, well, yeah, no shit. Except for. There was a lot of Hispanic people, right? Which is East LA, especially in the in the eighties. That was like Cheech's whole like born in East LA. I yeah, was... I know, but like there wasn't. I no, guess, you're like, right. Environmentally, because was... I mean, there's you know, there's Hispanic <laughs> well, people all over, and and it's not as iconic from an LA film perspective, like you know, the West Coast portion of it, like by the beach, Venice Beach, and all that, like iconically LA, but East LA, no, you're right. It could just be any industrial city at right. that point. And yeah, it could have been it could have been Chicago. Uh, it could have been Exactly. No, like which yeah. Atlanta. Or, <laughs> it could have been Houston. It could have been anywhere. Um, My God. Okay, okay, so let's just backtrack a little bit. Yeah, so, so he wakes up in the alley. Okay. He gets confronted by a man. A man, again, who if I okay. It's Trinidad Silva. Right. And so when he pops up on screen, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's that guy. He's a, it's like, oh, man, you fucked up now and joined a gang essay from Colors, dude. Right? Like, I guess I'm the only when one. When did Colors come out? Uh, a little bit, like the year before this. Oh, okay. Yeah. And no, he a- was a bona fide star. That's why I was like, huh. that's, I mean, if you, even in the titling, he gets and Trinidad Silva as Tito, which I went back oh, to rewatch huh. because I was like, so the whole oh. const- construct of the film, like the conceit of the film is that Keanu Reeves has somehow fucked up, gotten in bad with this guy, Tito, who apparently everyone in East L.A. is terrified right. of, or at least in this little neighborhood that he's in right. or area. 
but he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't realize that he's interacted with him. He's like the first person that Keanu Reeves sees. And so there's like, right. So it's, yeah, and it's he has like some sort of amnesia. Like he doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't know how he got there. That's, I um, hate that so much. Yeah. It's, it's dumb, but, but so we, but okay, the whole ahead. time he's like looking for Tito or eventually mm-hmm. he finds himself looking for Tito who he doesn't, who we even as the audience were supposed to not realize was the guy that he interacted with at the opening of the right. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Except for they put it in the fucking title sequence right before the biggest star in the movie shows up on the screen and says Trinidad Silva as Tito. And then a minute and a half of screen time later, he finds out he's looking for Tito. So if, if you're paying any attention, you're like, he was just talking to Tito. What's going on? So later when well, it's like, he's like, oh, looking for okay. Tito. Actually, that that is something funny that happened to me when I was watching it because... Uh, so I, I don't know who Trinidad Silva yeah, is. That's I'm not familiar what, with him. But... Um, I knew it was Tito for a different reason because, like I was telling you before, I was watching it as I was trying to okay. uh, like get my young daughter to take a nap. Uh-huh. I know you're not supposed to like watch TV and stuff when you're trying to get them down to sleep. According but, to whom? <laughs> well, I'm I don't know, like people, children experts, but I do it all the time. And I <laughs> I had three kids. Fuck anybody who tells you otherwise. You do whatever you can. So, uh, so we watch almost everything with subtitles all the time because our kids are. Like, <laughs> so it came up and said Tito. It says Tito. <laughs> Right at the beginning, and I was like, "Okay, that guy's name is Tito," <laughs> and I didn't even see him in like the credits. Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't, I didn't notice it either. I mean, I, so in the end, I'm like, "Yeah, nobody pays that close attention. Who ca- fucking cares?" Right, and like Trinidad Silva as Tito means nothing to me, and so then immediately I see Tito on as like the subtitles, and I'm like, "Oh, huh. that guy's Tito." Yeah, and then later <laughs> so, when he's like Tito, and you're like. No, it's that guy you're talking to earlier in the movie. Well, that's it's actually funny because then I was confused for the rest of the movie because I was like, I thought that was T- I thought <laughs> he was talking to Tito at the beginning until the, until the very end when they reveal that Tito is Tito. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, so it was supposed to be like a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> I was sort like, of. I knew Tito was the whole time or a misdirect in the very uh, least. So anyway, okay, God, so, wait, yeah, what the fuck? Okay, so the first, so he has that interaction with Tito, and then he uh, it co- goes to a flashback to the like earlier in the night. Yeah, and he's going to pick up Lori Loughlin's character Tara, who is the son of a pol- the daughter of a police chief. He's the daughter. She's the daughter of the police chief. This is L.A. They live in the suburbs on the other end of town, like West L.A., East the, L.A. Those the, are those are different cities, right? These aren't just like little burbs. I mean, there's different everything precincts right. everything yeah so there's no bearing on the fact that he's the police chief. that makes no fucking difference like why do they they reference it and he's a captain in the homicide area too they reveal later well maybe <clears throat> he is a captain in east la no and he commutes no <laughs> none of that makes any sense but well okay but we it's need bizarre. Let's just, it's let's just to just... make him threatening that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah, thing yeah, it's yeah. just so... well just have him be a cop it doesn't matter that he's yeah. like the chief of whatever like, whatever <laughs> yeah. no okay Riverside. <laughs> well, and maybe this is why, <laughs> this is why they they did that beginning all all contorted like this because it's really simple, right? Like, she's going out on a date because she, she lost a bet. She lost a bet, which is they just talk about in the background. And he he know the crazy thing is that he, he knows. knows he knows it's not that, like a she's all that scenario where there's a bet going on like yeah. behind closed doors. Yeah, no. he's fully aware he's aware that he is the nerd the astronomy club president of the astronomy club is supposedly the biggest nerd in school yeah like and and also super cute and handsome and tall (laughs) and like unique looking like handsome in such like a unique way yeah he's fucking young keanu (laughs) reeves dude (laughs) but i know oh (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, and it's so weird that like we're so we're three movies in to this like retrospective, <laughs> and he he's played like a dipshit now in one and a half movies and like a stoner in one movie. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like that a that, nerd dipshit. You yeah, mean, like, and it's so yeah. funny that that this is what they were like trying to like. Well, he's, 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 they're trying to make him a teen comedy. Like, this is a teen comedy. Like, he does some stuff in this that's real physical comedy. Oh, oh my God. And he does a really good job. Like, <laughs> yeah. watching him, I'm like, this is why I was never that good at drama, because I could not let myself do shit like this. Oh, like, yeah. that scene he where he's in the- fully goes for Where it. he's in the bathroom, and he's, like, talking to the sunglasses oh and all that. I'm like, holy fuck. He's just like, yeah, I'll fucking go for it. You want me to go for it? You want me to raise it up and turn it up big? another another Should notch? Big? Take it up another notch? I'll go fucking another notch. Okay. He, he goes huge. He in goes this movie. really huge. He yeah. is the like the <laughs> largest part of the movie. Like he he's chewing up scenery like it's nobody's fucking business. Yeah, he is. And usually yeah. that's reserved for like you know like the character actor or like a very uh, like eccentric villain. You know. Yeah. But. No, he very rarely is like your lead in a movie, just like the biggest. So this scene may be this movie. may be the critical thing for him, right? Because this is a vehicle, right? Like Adventures of Babysitting comes out, they're like, we need another. They're gonna they're gonna greenlight this, but it's gonna rely on this kid being like carrying this movie, especially because they that what they wrote is garbage, right? Like so oh they, God, so it's gonna rely on this kid being like his energy carrying the movie and in the movie doesn't work, but I'm sure somebody saw him was like, this kid's got something. Cause he's, he's, I mean, it, he's, he's, he's rough. Some of the stuff doesn't work that he does, but <laughs> wolf. <laughs> you know, real wolf. But by the end, I'm like, he did a good job. And like, they do the whole turn and he does the whole obvious like eighties movie thing where he's no longer the dork. He's the fucking cool guy because all the shit that he yeah, went through when he changes clothes, he literally changes clothes. <laughs> Well, it's because it's like the Aranda, the uh, the the hooker with a heart of gold. Oh, yeah. tells him, you know, you're from the suburbs where people do shit for you. Over here, we got to do things for ourselves. What what does that what does that mean? Yeah, like and and what she means by that is he he's got to go out and find Lori Laughlin on his own at six in the morning. Yeah. Even though, but at the end, we find out that they're that her and Tara, Lori Laughlin's character, yeah. are working in the same build or in the same they're they're in the same building. I mean, yeah, they're not like working there in slave. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. No, this she is, is this is the thing. Okay. The movie. All okay. it is is they go they're supposed to go on a date. She's going out with him because she lost a bet. He is a big loser. He's a big dork. She can't fucking believe yep. he shows up looking dynamite in a fucking white tuxedo. He's like, is that what in you're going to wear? In a cool car. In a fucking Mustang. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and the dad's all, is that your car? I'm like, yeah, it's a it's a fucking Mustang, dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all can't of quite afford no one sense. on your chief's salary, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but he buys Lori uh, a magnet. Isn't that what it is? He buys her a <laughs> no, magnet. No. Okay. What he says is, this was this was what maybe one of my favorite parts of the movie. Is, so they're driving Which to the prom. Which is amazing because it's the entire crux of why yes. this whole thing happens. They're driving and he got off the freeway. Yeah, because it's going to be bumper to bumper. Yeah, it was going to be bumper to bumper traffic going to Marina Del Rey. Oh, my um, God. And they... Uh, she she's like you know being real standoffish to him and real snotty and she sees that he put has a pre uh, present on the dashboard and back in the 80s and uh previous to the 90s people <laughs> would have compasses in their car <laughs> frequently uh so 
Keanu Reeves' plan is we're just going to go west till we hit the PCH. Yeah. We'll go up to Marina Del Rey. Yeah. And uh, she's like, well, we're like lost. Or, or what's in the what's in the present? And he's like, oh, <laughs> I just got you a little something. It's an it's an owl. But I know that sounds lame, right? But it's actually pretty practical. <laughs> it's an owl. It's go- a googly eyes. And it's a refrigerator magnet. A refrigerator so can, magnet. <laughs> so you can like... Put notes up on the fridge for your dad. Be like, hey, I'm going out for, I'll be back later. It's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> and then he pulls the magnet away from the mag- from. Well, the- she gives him shit because she's like, didn't you ever learn any basic science? <laughs> yeah. And she pulls the magnet away. And they're going exactly the wrong direction. Full, full 180 degrees. Exactly. They were, they were going neither exactly of them, west. <laughs> neither of them noticed they're driving away from the sunset. <laughs> Like it's a zero concept of like usually when I'm driving towards the towards the ocean at night, I'm driving right towards the sun, but <laughs> it's not happening tonight for some reason. The sun's in my rearview mirror. I don't get it. I, I also hate I I hate driving with things up on the dashboard because yeah, yeah. I hate sliding when they're uh, yeah. sliding around. So yeah. if anybody ever like put a present on the dashboard in the yeah, car, I'd be like, yeah. I'll hold uh, like even if I'm a passenger in yeah. their car, I'll be like, I'll hold that for you. Yeah, I'll <laughs> set it down here. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I the the whole concept is stupid. But so they wind up on in East LA, mm-hmm. out of money, out of gas. Like uh, for for some reason, because it becomes like frightening. Because as soon as they realize they're on the wrong side of town, literally, they, liter- she literally goes, "We're on the wrong side of the," and then it cuts to the train the tracks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So they freak out, and the solution, of course, is to park the car in a parking garage and walk around to figure shit out because I, I don't that that also doesn't make sense. But he winds up <laughs> losing her. Do we just tell the whole story, or what do we do here? Because there's so many things that happen that don't make sense. But basically, it, it's taken right, like. Yeah. Through the course of the evening, he winds up getting fucked up on drugs. He gets roofied. He gets roofied, but it's something else it's just drugs they just like he puts why would tiny tiny zeus lister turns out to be it shows up as the the very gay seeming bartender oh yeah like that outfit was extremely gay but i think it was supposed to be like kind of tough looking but boy did he look he looked like a real leather boy (laughs) (laughs) and for whatever reason he puts drugs they just say drugs in his in keanu's drink yeah which turns keanu into a complete lunatic from that point forward until you know what would be the flashback to the beginning he like wakes up and he's no longer at uh, all cogent yeah Yeah. and he has no memory of having sold his date his 16 year old prom date into prostitution to for fifteen hundred fifteen hundred but I only got fourteen hundred <laughs> to a couple of guys at a table in a bar. Right. Who within okay, so let's just say that happens at about ten at night, right? Because the bar's still yeah. hopping. They haven't been gone yet. They haven't quite given up hope of getting to the prom. So it's not even ten at that point. Right. right? Like well that's what time I think wasn't that her curfew was ten? Her curfew was ten, Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's at like no later than nine PM when he sells her to a couple of dudes at a bar. Right. And by, let's say, four in the morning when he wakes up out of it Mm -hmm. from the very beginning of the movie and he's wandering around trying to remember what happened, Mm -hmm. she has been sold a second time to someone else (laughs) and will be on a ship to some other country by 9 a.m. or something. This is 1987 when this is being filmed. Shit did not roll that fast. They didn't have cellular phones. How are they connecting with each other? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> 
that was well, like, hey, I got a new girl. I'm going to turn her over to you immediately. I did not realize that that was the point that you were about to make about her being sold into prostitution. Well, uh, it makes no <laughs> sense. Right? I was like, wait, I, I, but I just didn't. I wasn't prepared for you to be like the timeline of this. It, but the you're amount of shit right. that goes on you're there would take like right. a week, which would be horrifying, which makes sense because I, okay. And all of that is treated like, uh, wah, wah, can you believe the <laughs> yeah, luck? Yeah, yeah. He sold his date into prostitution to like a couple of hard pipe hitting looking motherfucking gangsters, yeah. right? And he, and, and by, he's, by accident, because he's just a dum-dum. And he's on drugs. And he's on drugs. He, he drank some drugs. He, he drank, drank drugs. some drugs. <laughs> what drugs did they give him to make him behave like this? <laughs> well, I think, so I think that was what they thought roofies did to you. Like the people that, who were coming up with it. I think you're giving him way too credit. I think they were just like, yeah, then he gets on drugs and starts to act like a crazy person. <laughs> it doesn't matter what drugs means. It's just a catch-all. Like drugs. He's on drugs. It's 1987, <laughs> dude. This was just yeah, saying right. no. You're this right. is Nancy Reagan time. You're right. Um, so, and this, so, and this is all kind of like, it's pieced together for yeah. him throughout the night as like his car gets stolen by Danny boy. Oh my who God. Is who is only listening to. <laughs> who is also Bill S. Preston Esquire. Dude, that whole interaction with the two of them when he finds his car oh, yeah. and the guy like talks him into like cons him into stealing his car directly out from under him. Right. That whoever wrote Bill and Ted's was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Let's see a movie with just those two guys. Because it was. <laughs> if you just look away from the screen, you weren't listening to it. it. That guy, did you hear that guy's voice? Yeah, no, I, I was listening. Because he sounded, chunks. it was ridiculous how, how he's in East LA. He's a, he's a apparently like 26 year old white kid in East LA stealing cars for Tito for Tito in the middle of the night in a predominantly gang hold of, I mean, this is the Hispanic part of town. This is East LA. And he's just, it seems as if he's just driving around in circles. It's not just seems that's what he's doing. He steals a car and then just drives around the same like five block area. Yeah, Because he keeps running into Keanu Reeves or Keanu Keanu Reeves keeps like seeing the car and running after it. And he's just listening to the same song on loop. It's, it's, a, it's such a 1987 movie. <laughs> it's so great. The other thing, okay, here's the other thing that this movie actually is more like, especially all that stuff that happens at night and all that like craziness. And uh, uh, he gets he do you, he gets into that. He winds up. Oh my god! The interaction with the guy, the black guy standing there, and he's all, "Hey, bro!" Uh, oh, the, yeah. That whole just like cringy. Oh fuck! Stop everything! Like the filming of this, just stop! Everybody, stop! Stop! stop. And there, it's he befriends this guy just as he's the guy's in the middle of robbing with guns, shotguns. Oh right, the a toy, toy store. store. Yeah. And then Keanu winds up in the back of the van with all of the toys and shit while they're running and hiding from the cops and driving around. This is the movie After Hours. Did you see that Martin Scorsese movie? No. It's the only true comedy that he's made, and it's a it's a fucking dynamite film. It's one of his more acclaimed films from this period. It's from like 1982 oh. or 85 with Griffin Dunn and uh, Rosanna Arquette and um, what's her name from uh, uh, Schitt's Creek and... Uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara? Catherine O'Hara. It's... And Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong show huh. up as a 
pair of couple of guys. It's him trying to get out of the, the West Village in the middle of the night. He's trapped in the village. And all of these things keep going wrong for him. And he's having all these misadventures, hmm. which is exactly what they're trying to do here with this movie. Yeah. Exactly what they're trying to do down to the two criminals right. who inadvertently kidnap him and throw him in the back of their van. And they're driving around nutty. Only mm-hmm. in that movie, they have it be Cheech and Chong because it's Cheech and Chong. And it's a funny, like, yeah. you totally don't expect Cheech and Chong in that movie. Right. But the same scenario then he's stuck in the back of the van and they're mm-hmm. just running around and it's just goofy well i did love when <clears throat> the first guy like holds him at gunpoint to the cops yeah and the cops are like not responding and i do like oh, Keanu Reeves is like i laugh are we loud. gonna do something are you guys like <laughs> is, hey, there is there a reason like... reason you're not paying attention to this <laughs> yeah <laughs> I laughed out loud at that part. Too. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> so I was like, that's a good one. That yeah, a, I nice like that one a lot. Yeah. That and then, okay, what the fuck? Because this is after the fact, right? This is before he's had the full memory. Like, because that's when, like, he's piecing together. Because he gets through all that shit, and then those guys are going to kill him, right? Aren't they going to? No, because they drop him off at the at the madam's house. That's it. Because they not only does she get sold to those guys, those guys take her to a madam, right. and there's like an old timey 1800s whorehouse with a madam in the middle of East LA that's operational and fully functional uh-huh. at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, with like the lady, old lady with all the makeup, laying on the couch, mm-hmm. and Lori Laughlin's already been in there gone through the whole rigmarole of getting a room in the in the madam's right. whorehouse and then been sold to someone else like <laughs> oh this is what i'm saying there's not enough time for all this to happen i forgot oh, yeah. about that because then that guy has sold her a third time to someone else right and, well, so she was sold three times within a matter of like two hours i and well, never fucked once she never had <laughs> sex once she oh, yeah. never had her uh what, what what was what was her term for fuck i wish i had written it down it was like her uh her her not she doesn't say her virginity her uh, uh fuck, like, re- like when he finds her yeah she, she i don't know no i, I think I he says like did that. anything happen to you and she's like did do you mean besides like getting sold like driven here and missing my prom and getting handcuffed to a bed and being sold into prostitution but losing her virtue she says she never loses her virtue Oh, she refers to it as her virtue, virtue. losing wow. her virtue to a pimp. I mean, go because when the big fat pimp guy comes in and he's going to test test the water, right? Like, because oh, apparently yeah. she's been she's been passed around to three different. I think owners. his name is Fat Jack. Fat right? Jack, yeah, Fat. But she's been Fat Jack's the third owner that she's been pro- passed around to within one night and never having once been fucked. Even though the entire purpose of buying a woman into slavery is to just start fucking her right Right. like for (laughs) to be very very blunt about it so she's just sitting there in her underpants in some dirty seedy hotel waiting for fat jack (laughs) to wander up to the top floor (laughs) to fucking steal her virtue it's horrifying it is horrifying it's absolutely horrifying it's ridiculous it's ridiculous the fact that it's made so light of I know. In like, the movie is so... There's a version of this that... This was 1987. This should have been fucking Axel Foley coming in and like doing some fucking uh, uh, Beverly Hills cop action. This should have been like a, a fucking action film. Or, yeah, or like just or like... like a, Taken. <laughs> yeah, like Taken. Or like a drama. Yeah. <laughs> like oh a hard God. drama. Because even Adventures in Babysitting never gets that 
dark. No, right? like no, no, they no. they think something dark is happening to her friend, who's really just sitting at the bus stop, like trying to get money to get home. Right. That's yeah, the whole just... inciting incident of that is they're terrified something bad's going to happen, so they go and their imaginations run, but nothing ever really dangerous ever starts to happen to them. And she and, and like the Brenda, the character in Adventures of uh-huh. Babysitting that's at the train sta- the bus station, uh-huh. uh, she. <laughs> You know, she's basically just like dealing with like eccentric characters in the same way that the other people yes. are. Yes. So yes. she's like in the same amount of danger as they all are. And yeah. they're but they're and they're all also like realistically Yeah, they're just responding weirdos. to like the situations. Yeah. Like they're freaked out. Yeah, weirdos at a best bus station in the middle yeah. of the night. But this movie I don't It's all like so nonchalant. It is <laughs> well, okay, but the other thing I thought was very good. Okay, so they before he loses Lori Laughlin or sells her inadvertently to the, they're not even pimps. They're just a couple of guys that the, I don't, I don't understand how he even winds up sitting across the table. From well, they work guys. for Tito. Right. But so and Tito's what? a pimp. You, you, but then why did they turn around and sell him, sell her immediately before Tito even saw her? Well, because I think they he, I think Tito knew that, uh, wait, Tito hadn't seen her at that point. No. Cause remember Tito, has never, as far as the timeline of the movie, like the of of Keanu Reeves and Lori Laughlin's their actual timeline, mm-hmm. they haven't seen Tito. They've never met Tito. Well, Tito was in the the alley though after Keanu Reeves woke up. So but I assume he would have seen. But that's after the fact. That's what I'm saying. So, no, but that's earlier, a, in that's the movie, immediately after. That's immediately after she gets sold. <laughs> that's a good point. So he she gets sold, and then he goes out into the alley and passes out. Yeah, or gets thrown into a garbage can. Oh, that's that right? right. Yeah, he yeah. gets thrown out. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. And then he he passes out. So that's immediately. Oh, that's right. After. And then okay. And then he wakes up to Tito. So, so okay, so he gets bonked on the head and then has forgotten every everything because mm-hmm. you're right. No time has passed. No, but time has to have passed because he goes wandering around for a little oh, bit and yeah. comes back to the same bar and it's totally empty. That's right. So he must have been laying in the alley for a while. So Tito just happened to be there? That's my point. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, yeah. And wow. that's why is Tito there? Why doesn't if Tito is looking for him the whole movie, why didn't he just fucking kill him right there if, if his intent is to I kill him? I also didn't really understand why <laughs> Tito was looking for him. They they, they never explained Oh, that's it. oh, no, because he goes up on stage and he's like, "Tito." Oh, Tito. Yeah, yeah. It, he, what does he say? He just says he says some something disparaging about Tito, but it, even that is like, so he's just he just hurt Tito's. Uh, oh, hold on, ego. I, I got it right here. All right, what? Tito. All right. Uh, but uh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Wait, wait. Uh, hold it. All right. I gotta tell you something about Tito. The man is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And then he gets thrown out. And then out. he gets thrown out. What, but, yeah, that was my favorite part of the movie. I think. But I think he doesn't, th- I think he thinks Tito is that other guy. He doesn't think Tito is who Tito is. Because he runs it, because if he knew that that was Tito who he's talking to, he would have woken up and been like, well, although in the construct he's lost his memory. It fucking makes no yeah, sense. It's, it, but that the proceed leading up to that moment that you just played is that whole fish out of water to dippy white people in a, in a black person bar. <laughs> I thought that was phenomenal when they first walk in and they show George Clinton and the punk P funk par- oh, parliament yeah. plan and all the people dancing and stuff. That was great. Usually that shit is like clearly no music's playing and people are just shifting their arms around and doing that thing. No, people were having a fucking blast on that set. <laughs> Did you see that? They were having a good time. Yeah. I wanted to hang out. That there. music was fun. Like yeah. it was fucking P funk. They were, they were killing it. Hell yeah. And, uh, 
And, and they looked cool as they hell. They looked cool as hell. <laughs> but but then when Keanu's on drugs and then like decides to start dancing and brings Lori Laughlin out, that's also dynamite. Like usually they do that and it's cringy as fuck. But they were they were having fun. They were yeah, dancing and well, it was good. And it kind of like uh <laughs> It was like one of the only times where I liked Lori Laughlin's yeah. character, yeah, is yeah. because you can like, you see her when they're dancing, like she starts to like be like, she oh. starts to soften up to him. Yeah, like yeah, I felt like they were trying to give elements of that of her like softening on him, but then because the way they decided the movie was going to happen, he's going to immediately sell her <laughs> into prostitution, into slavery, into slavery, and then. But yeah, so it was like they were trying to do that thing where like it's a normal teenage coming of age thing where they're like, oh, this guy's actually not bad. The fucking super tall yeah, fucking movie star who's wearing glasses. So as a nerd, and he's not wearing glasses, but you know what I mean? Sunglasses for yeah. a little bit. No, it, yeah, their relationship was so, uh, so bizarre because you would think that the whole movie would like yeah hinge on their or that like it, it, she would be horrible and he would like find like somebody else in the city that yeah. type of thing you know like in, in adventures in babysitting yeah like, you know what i mean or she would come around on him because he does stuff like to like prove his worth or, or whatever you want to call it which they kind of try and wedge in at the end at the end at, at the, the very end, end. <laughs> well not even just at the very end when he okay so he Goes through all the stuff. He 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 finds his way back to the same bar later at night, and the and the same hot prostitute woman who was for whatever reason giving him advice earlier before he's on mm-hmm. drugs. And even she's the one who sets up the meeting to get the to get the selling of of the girl. Mm-hmm. She just happens to still be at the bar, mm-hmm. and so she doesn't she give him like a big open mouth kiss like for no reason. Like for some reason, there's like because at that point we're still in Keanu like not knowing what the hell's going on so there's this implied something happened between them because she gives him a big fat kiss and is like I didn't think I'd see you again okay you know so this was actually uh I had a uh, in the beginning of the movie like like during all the flashbacks and stuff I had a really hard time like figuring out how much time had elapsed from the beginning of the night to when we see him that's what I'm saying no so like uh yeah, a lot of times, like, I was like, <clears throat> I was like, so when it does reveal that he has only been. It's been one night. It's, it's not even the night. end I'm of like, the night, though. Yeah, I'm it's like, still like. It's not, yeah, it's not even the morning. Yeah. So like, I guess I'm saying like, he woke, very, he woke so up at like so, four in the morning. Yeah. So it's so weird. Um, like, these relationships that are kind of like peppered in. Yeah. Uh, like, especially with the. the Rhonda? Rhonda, yes, yeah. Rhonda. Especially with her, because when he went and like kissed her, I was like, so has this been like days? Yeah. And and what they show us doesn't justify her responding to him that way. Uh, exactly. Other than she just wants to kiss him, and so she's just like, "Hey," <laughs> which is fine. It's fucking Keanu Reeves. I mean, yeah, I would kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> but she okay. But that's where she gives him the like. Well, you gotta. He's like, "How am I gonna find her?" And and she's like, "Well, I gotta go because a sailor, a sailor shows sailor. up." So she's a prostitute, so she has to go with the sailor because he right. shows up at four in the morning. He's just standing over there, mm-hmm. so he's there for her. He's on leave. He's on leave <laughs> in East LA, and he's you know, yeah. far, is very far from the ocean, <laughs> and he wants to prostitute with. He wants his, his Rhonda prostitute. Yes, and she says, "Well, no, you're not in the suburbs. You got to do things for yourself." Which means he's got to go. He's got an hour or so to go ask around. To go ask around. It's four thirty-five tops in the morning. Who the f- where? 
it, it, it's it's a dead, dead, almost industrial area. There's not a bunch of... Pro- I mean, prostitutes are going to work the streets of places where there's tons of people walking around. That's the point. So where is he going to go ask around to find someone who's been sold into slavery? Like Just start knocking on Knocking door. on every single door and hope, hope it's somewhere within four blocks of where you are now? That is such a bullshit, like... <laughs> No, uh, help me call the cops. Yeah, help me call the cops. <laughs> this is or... the son, This is the daughter of a police officer. This whole city will be shut down in 14 minutes if we say <laughs> <laughs> the the daughter of a cop has been sold into prostitution. We need to find her. Right. I mean, sure, he, he's you know that's the logical thing a human should do in that situation. Not strap on his bootstraps and just start wandering oh, yeah, around he's, East LA. He's scared of getting in trouble. Well, of course, he doesn't <laughs> want to get in trouble. That's it. Again, it's that the 80s edge. thing. Like, he's afraid. <laughs> but it's just, he's just afraid and get in trouble with her dad. Not for like, this is, he's going to fucking prison for what's happened oh, at this yeah. point. Like, he's not, he's gone. He is gone. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, just because he didn't know it was a crime, what he was that's doing, my point. he still so, but they don't, committed a heinous crime. They don't, like, Rhonda just thinks it's cute. Like, why would like the jaded prostitutes not like, oh, that was just your prom date you sold in? Oh, this is fucked up. I should help you. Like, well, sucks for that girl. The rest of her life is fucking done now. She's just <laughs> an endless stream of fat Joe's cock, I guess. Like Fat Jack. Fat Jack. <laughs> Please. So he proves his mettle by going out and you know, oh, oh, cause Tito's looking see, that's what it is. Like Again, the only thing that Tino knows is it, it's a white kid in a white tuxedo jacket with a with a with a whatever a, a flower. Mm-hmm. Again, he fucking found him in the middle of the road, presumably like an hour after he was looking for him. That kid. There's not a lot of white kids in East LA at four in the morning wearing a white <laughs> like all of that. But Wait. so he he has he someone tells him that's who Tito's looking for. He's looking for him, so he's got to change out of that, and so he has some farmer guy he gets no 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 the guy's like a obviously like he, he gets someone he hails someone down to drive him around right right yeah and it's like a, a guy who does like yard work and shit who apparently doesn't mind not going in to work early even though clearly he's <laughs> driving somewhere at five in the morning to get somewhere right but he doesn't mind driving Keanu around for a hundred bones yeah and then again as soon as Keanu mentions Tito which we're not saying enough like he he Multiple times in the movie, he gets in a pickle and then inadvertently says the word Tito and whatever the bad guy is who he's facing freaks out and just undoes everything takes and takes off. Yeah, the, I I want to watch this. Like, I want to watch this movie with a group of people and play a drinking game where every you take a drink every time somebody references Tito. Yes, and just that's get a good so idea. hammered. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking Tito game. Um, because then that's how that's that's the eighties montage is him driving around with this this uh, uh, gardener guy mm-hmm. asking for his girl trying to figure out where to find her and trading his clothes with other random people on the street so that by the end of it he finds out exactly where she is in a hotel in a flea bag hotel mm-hmm. uh, handcuffed to a bed mm-hmm. again horrifying yeah. handcuffed to a bed well in her underpants mm-hmm. right she's in her. Very big because her granny her prom dress had been sold. Yeah, her prom dress had been sold to the to like thirty dollars to someone just... in in the uh, in in the 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 brothel, the, the, yes. the old timey brothel, mm-hmm. the old timey whorehouse. Yeah, Keanu uh, has f- gone through all that and discovered her there, and and he knows that he's got until Fat Jack shows up, mm-hmm. right? So then it's a, a foot race 
of him trying to find the exact hotel where Lori Laughlin's chained to a bed in before Fat Jack also arrives. And and he sees him like his car is overheated for some reason, probably because it's Cadillac trying to drive Fat Jack around. <laughs> and at six Burn. in the morning, like, <laughs> and all this is still first thing in the morning, right? Like, because it's still he hasn't she hasn't feasibly been so late as her parents would notice that she's gone. Right. Like her, her, we find that her dad later at the end, we find that her dad is like upset with her. He's upset because she's not checking in for not checking in, which is a reasonable thing. Yeah. But he's not like, he didn't put out like an APB on her or anything. Yeah. He just thinks, he just thinks she was just, uh, uh, which is weird because why wouldn't she just check in with her mom at home? Why would she check in with her mom? Oh, I thought there was a mom at home. No, the dad gives a speech to to Keanu Reeves that is like after after oh. my wife died, Tara's all that I have. Okay, I think so, I yeah, didn't notice no that. Mom. That makes sense because I was like, I feel like all oh, this would she would just be talking to her mom anyway. So who cares? But that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, she did. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so Keanu like at the last second climbs up the outside of the building, mm-hmm. climbs in the window, finds Lori Laughlin, very attractive. You know, and she's Lori Laughlin in her underpants, chained to a bed. Mm-hmm. Which, mm, I'm okay with that. Oh That's hell it. yeah, Aunt Be- I'm, I'm down Aunt with Becky. Some, are you kidding me? I'm down with some chained up Lori Laughlin. I got. I mean, maybe not 17 year old or however. Did you see how old is she in this? Is she? They're both like they're clearly young enough for me to feel uncomfortable with you saying this. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean is, are they like doing that thing where they're like, because Keanu's like 25 at this point, right? He's he's playing a 16, 17 year old, but. She is, oh, she is the, uh, what did they describe her as? Uh, um, she's a, a junior member of the Republican Party. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, bizarre. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, my, my notes on this. Oh, God, that's right. So he, she's been chained up. She's been sold twice, and now she's chained up. In her underpants, and he asks why she's in her underpants, because they wanted to give her a mini skirt and a... And a um, a, a vinyl tube, skirt and a tube top. And a tube top, and they're so out. So yeah, she'd so rather out. lay there in a fucking flea bag hotel, handcuffed to a bed iron, and she's just sitting there. And when he shows up, like, she is just annoyed. She's not freaked out. She's not losing her she, shit. Yeah, she's not, like... She's a, just... She's annoyed with this nerd. She was 24, by the way. Okay, so... So totally okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's very sweet looking. She kind of oh, okay. looks like a bitch. I mean, she, yeah. she, I don't. She I, looks like a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just looks unfriendly, right? Like the whole, like she does a good job. She's supposed to be kind of a, a bitchy. Oh yeah. Like, she's, she's supposed, supposed to be snotty, be, bratty. But um, she never really turns that off. Even like, so like this is the sequence when he shows up just in time to get there before fat. Jack. Jack. <laughs> Fat Jack shows up. Well, r- really quick, though, I do want to say it's c- crazy that she is so unlikable in this movie because yeah. in Full House, she is such like... Is she a sweetie? She's like such a sweet, supposed to be I such never, a sweet character. I have never watched one second of that show. Are that you show, fucking no, shitting me? I, I could not have been more annoyed that that show existed the entire oh, because you were a big, you were a big Bob Saget fan, and no, I, I all of that, that that fucking whatever that Friday, TGIF, TGIF, 
all of that could eat my fucking oh, asshole. You I shut, hated shut that shit. Up. Not one moment did I ever watch anything on there. Oh, not once. You I could not. Family Matters. I could not stand any. Those shows make me as upset as oh. uh, The Big Bang Theory makes me today. I cannot oh. fucking stand any of that bullshit. No, and and you no you no those were such garbage television I can't even and I, they are that that shit is why TV would get a bad rap because that kind of bullshit I I fully acknowledge that it's not none of it's good yeah, yeah but of I course. do love it because <laughs> yeah but you were at the age yeah, right just, I, yeah. I used to watch fucking garbage TV at that was geared towards me yeah fifteen years earlier right yeah. like I I get it and that's part of why I was just like oh my god I would never watch this shit and I just. It was on Friday nights, dude. I went out on Friday nights. I wasn't going to stay home and watch fucking Family uh, Matters. The only one that holds up relatively well is Boy Meets World. Like, Boy Meets World I is, believe that. is the I've best heard, of I, I would hear bunch. that from people during that time, and they'd be like, oh, there was, apparently there's a character on there that I, I resembled, because someone would tell me all the time, you look like so-and-so on Boy Meets World. And I'd just, Maybe. I'd just stuff her face back in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> her face into your pants? Into my pants, yes. Um, interesting, <laughs> interesting. Like verbiage. I wouldn't, I just like down. Like I just pull my belt out and just stuff her head down in my pants. Um, no, Boy, Boy Meets World has some like uh, the the quality of that show is actually pretty good. And like sometimes there, like even going back, there are jokes where still I'm like, ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, she's she's just like she's just put out. Like her hair is perfect. Yeah, she's she's been sold. Twice. Yeah. And she's waiting, handcuffed to a bed. Thrown in the trunk of a car. Yeah, she was thrown in the trunk of a car. Yeah. Doesn't know what's going to happen to her. She doesn't know anything. What's Nowhere going on? And not she once also... does it strike her that this is a dangerous situation right. and she's probably going to wind up raped and dead. Right. Not Very once. likely. She None of this even crosses her mind because she is a waspy little bitch from the suburbs. <laughs> right, because at one point she even makes a reference to that where she's like, well, we're all a product of our environment and I just want to get back to mine. Oh, like, yeah. What? <laughs> uh, the the other thing too is we find out that she also doesn't know that Keanu Reeves was the one that sold her. Well, because she was standing on the end of the right. bar and like kind of waved at them like whatever when he like pointed at him and like the scene was one of those like double talk things where Keanu on drugs right. doesn't follow what the other guys are saying, but they're clearly talking about buying her. Yeah, what does he think he's getting? Because he's I, offering to no, he's getting money. He's looking for money. He's looking for money. That's right. Okay, yeah. he's looking for money, and so they say that they'll give him x amount of dollars for her. And I think he he thinks like for her, like he, to get so that because he's like I need I need this for her because I'm trying to get her to the right, thing. Right, right. So he's interpreting it like they're just being nice guys, right? And they're like, yeah, we'll we'll buy her from you. <laughs> yeah, fifteen hundred bucks. You shouldn't. <laughs> uh, so he. God. So, so Fat Jack finally makes his way up there. They, she is like, she's excited because he like came and saved her basically. So she's Keanu. like warming to Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And Fat Jack comes up and right. Uh, it's not until he comes in the room, if I'm not mistaken, that's when she finally realizes someone is going to fuck her against her will. She's been sold twice and is naked, basically chained to a bed, and now it occurs to her that she's in trouble. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? It's, yeah. They should have just had her drugged too, right? Like, why not just drug her so that makes sense? I mean, uh, maybe even for the time, they were like, that's really dark. <laughs> <laughs> Drugging her? Yeah. Well, I guess, but the whole... I, how can you... Where's the moral compass of this movie? 
There is none. Because it makes no sense. Like, all of it is There's still, no even even there, she's just mad at Keanu. She's not even terrified. She's just upset. She's just annoyed and, like, put out. They are not trying to, like, uh, make a point no. of, with anything. They're not trying to, like, satirize anything. No, I, I, think, I think maybe by having the characters treat it so ridiculously, that is supposed to keep it out of your brain that this is a very dangerous oh, situation. Oh, yeah, right? for like, sure. Which is, I, I you're guess watching it and you're like, well, none. It seems it seems like they're all cool, yeah, cool with it. It's almost like it's supposed to be being watched with the sound off, like not even with <laughs> not even with closed captions, just like yeah. visually, right? Because Keanu is yeah, like silent film, really physical. Yeah, like he's really doing animated. a lot of physical animated shit for sure. Because what's happening <laughs> doesn't make sense at all. Because even the fight he has with Fat Jack, they get in a fight, and apparently nobody in East LA carries a gun. Except for Keanu when he pulls out a lighter, a lighter gun. gun later on. Well, and I guess those criminals. It's it, like, oh, the shotgun. The shotgun. Yeah, the like, but, yeah. But people like this is this is this is 1988. 87 was colors, right? Like this is the same city. This is the same environment. Right. I mean, yeah, South Central is South Central, but it's still one big city. Like, right. I guarantee East LA had big time gang issues going on. At that time, mm-hmm. I mean, and they're kind of playing off of that, but also doing that thing where the worst thing someone has is a switchblade. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everybody. Well, yeah. Everybody back just backs off at the end because he pulls out he a gun. He pulls out a gun. A, a, a massive group of people like that all a, work for Tito. Tito and his like gang of like twenty five people in it, like they back various up. like they look like the fucking rogues gallery yeah. from fucking from the Road Warrior almost right yeah. like they are there to fucking what are they gonna do are they just gonna tear Keanu and and what's her name up like what are they even I don't know and then he he pulls out a handgun like a nine millimeter handgun yeah and with every like, single one of them fucking runs like it's a nuclear bomb that he's pulled out yeah nobody else was like uh well I have a machine gun. I have yeah, an AK-47 exactly <laughs> which is that's what I mean like this time period of a movie taking place in East LA with gangsters and pimps always have like ridiculous amount of guns, right? Like even, well, like maybe not ridiculous, but they have guns. There like was going to co- be a gun in the bunch. At least somebody would have had a gun. <laughs> At least half of them would have had a gun, especially like the hard looking guys. Or, yeah. That's the whole point of that character is that, oh, fuck. That yeah, was but so he just has a switchblade. He has a switchblade. And then when Keanu pulls it out, pulls out the lighter gun, does he pull it out or does she pull it out? Well, uh, he pulls it out. He pulls it he out. He pulls it out. But it reminded me of... Uh, the like the most memorable scene in Adventures in Babysitting, where on the train when they're like, "Don't fuck with the Lords of Hell," and she pulls up the switchblade and she's like, "Don't fuck with the babysitter." Yeah, and everybody in the train is like, "Oh, okay." She's yeah, got a, she's got she's a got knife a switchblade. Now. Yeah, and meanwhile, everybody else was, has has weapons. Has weapons. They yeah. show the weapon. Like everybody's yeah. got like people have like nunchucks. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. And this is the world where the warriors existed, and this, <laughs> yeah, you so, see what happens. Somebody pulls like, "All right, we're gonna fight." <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, okay, but that whole scene, right? So he he gets away from Fat Jack by pushing by smashing no, him and smashes him through the door. Through That's the, right. Yeah, he like a do- the, pushes the, the door, door, the bathroom door, squishes him, and the floor breaks from under him. And Fat Jack falls like I don't at know, least ten one, stories. No, 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 no. <laughs> he falls through at least a couple floors and lands in Rhonda's bed because apparently Rhonda lives in the same Fleabag hotel, a couple floors down from where they had chained up uh, Lori Laughlin. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. 
And then does she come up to see what the fuck is going on? And yeah. Lori Laughlin and Keanu. Yeah, are, she's like, oh, you found her. Great. Yeah. <laughs> is she the one who, that's when she reveals that he sold her? Yes. Okay. So Lori was happy that he came and saved her. And then Rhonda spills the beans that he is the one who sold her. And then, so she's immediately mad at him again. Yeah. But she's not like flipping out like I was sold into fucking slavery like, mad. She's I'm going to like, fucking kill you. No, she's just like, you took my last tab. Yeah. Out of the refrigerator, and I'm fucking, I am steamed as Gryffindor. Yeah, she at was you. miffed. She was very miffed with him. <laughs> and even more so because she had to put on that vinyl miniskirt and then the halter. Oh, top. yeah. It's so out. It's so out. And, so and out. when she puts it on and Ron goes, those look better without a bra. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's actually a pretty funny line. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, okay, that's how they wind up in that scene with. Like Peter they're they're running down the alley. Where right. are they? they're just trying to get away. Oh, that's right. And that the 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 guy. Oh yeah, the, the fucking old guy who runs the hotels chasing after. Him. Hey, you got to bring back that bed thing. <laughs> oh yeah, he's still because <laughs> she's because she's still chained to the yeah. the, the, the bed post or the uh, uh, headboard headboard. Yeah, yeah, the metal headboard. Yeah, and the the old man chasing him down the street, being like, Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have to pay me for that. <laughs> And then, and then somebody's like, "You're going to the exact the location. Way. You're yeah. going to the exact location where they said, you know, Tito wants to meet you at this time yeah. at this place." Yeah. And they wander right there, come around the corner, and there's Tito and fifty right. five million people, <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. whole army of people. Right? Why is Tito so like? A, he already had Keanu where he wanted him earlier, so mm-hmm. he obviously doesn't give a shit. But now he cares a lot, and it's because. He's stolen the girl who he already got paid for from yeah, someone else. Yeah, he'd already else. sold it. Like, there's no, there's no connection other than his ego is bruised by him saying something shitty about him. But he's, like, a big-time gangster. So why would he really care if someone at a bar was like, Tito's stupid or dumb. <laughs> Tito, here's the thing about Tito. He is dumb. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> That's a murderable offense. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was bizarre. It, I, 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 but, I kept thinking I was missing something. Yeah, but then they're in that situation. They're stuck, and who comes riding around the corner but... Danny boy, <laughs> And he just walks up. He drives up, and he's like, Hey, Tito. Tito, I got this cool I got car your, for I got you. your car. I've been looking for you all day. <laughs> all day. He stole it at like four in the morning. Yeah. And <sighs> so... It seems like Tito is a r- around. He seems to be around a lot. So it doesn't he's, seem like he would be all that of this hard is happening to find. within like a handful of blocks. It's not like this is no. Because he keeps wandering in circles and winding up in front of the same bar. Right. So he's clearly not gone more than half a mile from this one location. It's, nor has Tito. Like everyone's right there. Why are they having a hard time finding anybody? It would have been like more. It would have been better if they wouldn't have just shown him driving around. Because then he could, like, if he would have just, like, taken the car, like, towards the beginning and then showed up at the end. Yeah. That's like a Chekhov's gun type of thing, you know? <laughs> Even but though it's to, just a lighter gun. But to show him driving around all, all night, day. it's yeah. just like, why? Well, and what does Tito, does he think Tito's just going to buy the car off of him now? Like, in the middle, he's like, clearly something is happening. There's Tito and... 15 other people behind Tito menacingly looking at two two people and he pulls up next to those two people and he's like oh hey dude hey Tito <laughs> Tito I got a car for you I got you, a man. car right oh you want me to come back in a little while after you kill these people no problem okay, I'll just sick. go drive around for a while <laughs> 
I'll see you in six hours after I go through five more tanks of gas. It's a Mustang. It's a gas guzzler. Conveniently provides those guys with an escape. Right. And then there's a ridiculous car chase. Because he pulls a lighter gun out on him. Oh, my God. He pulls the lighter gun out, and every one of the bad guys just fucking runs away. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, hey, hey, hey. We're just messing around. Yeah, that would have been better if, like, like, I don't know. He turns around, and there's, like, a SWAT team behind him, right? Like, that's... I feel like that's an old joke. Why where, make it a? Why even make it a lighter gun? Yeah, why not just let him buy a gun? Well, or because find they want a gun. because they want everything to be ultimately innocent about both of these people, right? Like right. nothing. They neither of them wind up doing anything that's compromising. Too heinous. Yeah, like even the fight with Fat Jack, he doesn't mean to, to murder him for sure. Fat Jack is dead. Yeah, he fell through three stories of building. Yeah, he was having a heart attack on the way up the stairs. <laughs> But I think they actually show him awake, don't they? Because it's like a cartoon at that point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even that, like, that's the worst. And Like, he goes and, yeah, nothing. It's all just innocent. Everything is innocent. Yeah. And so then, okay, so they end up just getting away. They go through. There's a convoluted car chase, but they get away, right? They get they away, just... yeah. A good car chase. It's not bad, for, yeah. especially for a movie, like, for, for this movie. Yeah, it's but there's, good. like, some good, like, uh, there's some good, like, driving and some good yeah, car stunts it, it, of like he runs into a good truck full of chickens <laughs> <laughs> and then they're driving around with chicken feathers i thought that was pretty good i was just like this is slapstick nonsense and, yeah uh, I, I mean it would have been <laughs> i could have the if it weren't that like if the actual thing that had happened to her wasn't so crazily dark yeah yeah and twisted yeah it would have been a very funny like they sh- I, I, they it could have sh- gone with like the antics so much more yeah, yeah that's exactly it the antics especially that ending where it was just so slapstick does not fit with what the, it's like if if it's like if <laughs> liam neeson had started doing like uh Three Stooges action on the bad guys at the end of yeah. Taken. Just like, hey, you grab your nose, whack, bonk. Yeah. Here, get over here, get on, get on. <laughs> like, just bonking him on the head with that, like, bonky noise hammer. Yeah. Conk, 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 conk. <laughs> Why, you? Slap, 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 Whack. It's exactly like Those that. Those are his specific set of skills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will poke you in the eyes a thousand times, but you'll still be able to see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but oh no, that's right. They do the the whole drive and blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. then he uses the same escape technique that the two criminals with whom he had inadvertently wound up with. So it was like it was a nifty little callback to yeah, the action earlier in the movie. Chekhov's car hadn't made any sense <laughs> at that point. If you right. think back, like they were running from the cops. But at then, that point, it was like such a disparate, like yeah, yeah, disjointed yeah. thing of things that didn't didn't, didn't make matter. sense. Yeah, <laughs> except for I mean that actually shows something. Like, the yeah. movie the it it was tight right like they everything gets wrapped up right i sure. mean it doesn't make sense how they wrap shit up but they don't leave dangling shit out there for the most part yeah everybody's showing up at some point in the movie like yeah i, I guess that actually if I, you look at it like that it, they did their job with the script right like I, mm-hmm. i'm sure whoever got like their you know well he wrote it f- oh i was gonna say he probably got like f- someone got a spec script and he was like well i did my part i don't know what the fuck well, he maybe they did movie. get a spec script and then he was like i gotta figure yeah, that's why his name bit. is on there and then yeah. he wrote like the tito <laughs> <He's done. laughs> tito <laughs> 
Yeah, because the the original script was probably more like a, a, a Beverly Hills Cop, like a serious like Maybe. Taken type hmm. movie. And he's um, like, no, but Avengers and Babysitting has been very popular this year. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, they yeah. they get they get back to the house. They escape from Tito. They get back to <clears throat> to the right side of town, wherever right side, they are, yes, wherever yes. they are, to Lisa's house. Lisa's house. Right? Was that the friend's name? Or her friend. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah. shows up at her friend's house. Where in there has she? again turn the corner on Keanu like somewhere in there something happens where she turns the corner again and is like I think it's like after he pulls the gun out and she's like oh you saved my life okay that's right right because yeah. that's what she when she like he's like oh because oh, he finds out that she's not mad because she calls her dad from Lisa's house and says like right hey sorry I didn't call you I stayed the night at, I, I had Winston drop me off at his Lisa's name is house. Winston that's right yeah, we, yeah that's, is, we didn't we didn't say that at all <sighs> yeah his name is Winston uh so yeah she calls the dad and like make covers for him and uh like leaves a message to say like you never checked the answering machine I left you a message oh well, that's right and then she calls the answering machine yeah. okay and that was I was also I'm like why wouldn't the mom have gotten the message but I missed that part right. about the dead mom okay. she did <laughs> <laughs> well I I mean I I was around when those messaging machines were around and they still did record the time that the phone call came in it wasn't like you could just oh, do that okay <laughs> I was so confused about that because I was like every answering machine I've ever had like this is a yeah. little bit before like when I would really remember no but they, like, they still had a little electronic voice that said phone call from 8.09 p.m. p.m. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> it would it would the dad if he and he's a detective <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he'd presumably be like well that's a good story uh, Tanya or whatever <laughs> Tara. Fucking, Tara but uh, your phone call came in after the one you and I just had so what the fuck yeah you wanna you got some <laughs> splaining to do Lucy Which, but <laughs> even there like they could still just get away with her staying at Tara's house like you know the worst as far as the dad knows the worst thing that happened was his daughter was out doing something for the night that he didn't want her to do right like they, they could have still just leaned into that but they need Winston to still be like kind of redeemable in the dad's eyes also right like right <clears throat> and like he saw us have you ever tried to have you ever tried because the dad is on his way to pick her up from her friend's right. house <clears throat> she's still handcuffed to the bed frame that mm -hmm. they've still dragged around with them and so keanu's like do you have a blade do you have a saw and he's furiously sawing <laughs> sawing the bed post <laughs> Or the metal bed frame while Lori's arm is inside the house and the, her body is outside the house talking to her, oh, her yeah. dad in a very natural seeming way where you just kind of stand with your shoulder still inside the house but pretend like everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I noticed that your arm is deliberately yeah, and it, and inside it's shaking. the door. It's like it's being pulled. What are, are you okay? It's like uh, it's like those porns where they'll like it'll be like oh. the robber breaks into the house yeah. and then like fucks the wife. Yeah. And and, she's like leaning like uh yeah, like over yeah. the like out the door getting fucked on the in the other room yeah, you know and yeah. she's just like oh oh hey honey uh. <laughs> and it's like hey what's going on why are you making those faces why does it sound like you're getting fucked right now <laughs> but he he hacksaws through a you know it's like a half inch diameter um piece of metal of some yeah. kind have you ever tried to fucking hack some metal it's it takes it's, up forever yeah, it's, it's one of the impossible. most miserable thing, things you can ever do yeah it fucking sucks like at least just, why don't you just have him grab a fucking sawzall and be like 
Like, or, I mean, make it so, like, they went to Lisa's house because she can pick a lock. Yeah, or something. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, take yeah. me to my friend Lisa's house. She can pick a lock. She's a, she's a <laughs> fucking thief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or have Rhonda help him or something. Or, I mean, it doesn't... There's no purpose to it at all at that point. Because at some point during the car chase, both of the cars get, like, the tops lobbed off, right? Like, they go underneath a, a, a small mm-hmm. opening and... Something happens with the bedpost at that point too, with the bed frame. Like, oh, it gets cut in half. It gets cut in half. Like, why not just have it get cut in half so that she can just slide her arm off and just be done with the fucking bed frame from there forward, right? Because it doesn't matter after that, other yeah. than for this stupid joke that doesn't make any sense and doesn't. It's not like then they have to explain it to the dad or anything. It's just an, an unnecessary piece of tension that they put in. Yeah, it was. It was already like. Uh, it was already wrapped up at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, problem solved. Yeah. You know, like, okay, my dad bought it. He's coming over to pick me up. Okay, now, Winston, let's have our nice moment that we have to have at the end of this movie. Oh and then, God. like, just have that be it. Yeah. They, <laughs> they didn't need that extra little thing. It's and it just, was not worth it. No, it's like, it's a, it's a little Ferris Bueller thing where they're trying to be like, oh, and then there's just one, they just can't quite get through it. You know, yeah. it's like when he has to throw the baseball at the snore noise. And it's right. like the yeah. very last thing he does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's annoying. It's very annoying. <laughs> but then you're right. So they get to have the moment and Keanu like runs out the back. So it doesn't even seem like he's there. And he just comes, you know, as far as the dad's concerned, he just comes driving up unexpectedly. Right. <clears throat> and they have that like double speak where he's like talking about what a bitch she is to her face, but referring to her like in the third person, like it's not her or something right. like a yeah, whole weird. Very strange. Well, and it's that. They're just trying to like. I'm tired even just thinking about it. Like they're just trying to like bring them so that they're at a spot where they're like, oh, we actually like each other, which was not earned. It was at not earned. all. It didn't. It didn't really make sense. Which is unfortunate because the stuff that had happened is bananas as it was. They could have made it seem like that so that they were like now drawn together. Well, if he would have rescued her like at the halfway point of the movie, yeah, and then, and then they then spent it, like the rest of the movie right. like on the run together, together. Or yeah, you're right, because that would have been just as good, just as like much many stakes. Yeah, but as it is, they spend so little time in the movie together. Yeah, because most of the time he's either by himself or in, with. In the time they're together, she hates him. Most, She's like yeah, mad at him, like ninety percent <clears throat> of the time. So, but then. He, the dad is like, well, why don't, Winston, why don't you drive her home now? Even though I drove over here to get her, this is a nice thing that a dad can do. And they, is that, then they have a kiss, right? That's yeah, in front of the dad or do they do it after the dad's? No, because he drives. I think they start tongue fucking each other. They, and then he looks over the dad and is like, eh. <laughs> and the dad's all like, yes, yeah, slip it to her. <laughs> Take her virtue. Yeah. Ew. Virtue. Ew. No, but again, Keanu's a good kisser, dude. Yeah. They that kiss they share, I'm like, damn, dude. Motherfucker gets it. I mean, I actually <sighs> like a lot of the like actors and act uh, like a lot of the, the actors in the movie. Yeah. And yeah. I think everybody did she's like She's actually she's I, I feel like she wasn't really given much to do. Like, no, they didn't really give her a nothing. chance to do fuck all, right? Like, mm-hmm. so even those scenes where she's trying to do something, it's clear they're just like, well, you're just kind of upset because of the dress. Like, so mm-hmm. she's acting like an idiot. But that's yeah, she, kinda, like when they're filming, she's like, okay, what, what yeah, where what, are we at today? And they're what, like, you're just like upset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so she's like, uh, and then, so because the scenes that are a little bit more drawn out, like, she does go through emotional 
waves, right? Like it's not just one dimensional, but the right. character is just, I mean, it's just nothing. She's right. got nothing to work with. Yeah. So I don't, and I don't know, I'm not a huge fucking full house fans. So I don't know the extent of Lori Laughlin's actual acting ability, but it definitely wasn't. I mean, it, it, I don't want to ding on either of them because Keanu's not doing a good job of acting in this movie either. Well, <clears throat> no, he's not doing a good job no, of acting. That fucking, but... that fucking diner scene where he goes to get uh, a donut and coffee. Oh, yeah. That is painful to watch. That is like uh oh. that is that is that is like a teenager like trying to pretend that he's in a movie in a movie scene, right? Like yeah. he, it's really bad. Yeah, it was weird. It almost I when I was watching it I was like did we fuck up and did this actually like happen <laughs> come out before River's Edge? <laughs> I I got legitimate. I had to like look that it up a true. couple times. That's a good I was point. Like, we just came off like, yeah, and he wasn't bad in that. Like, yeah, his, he was a great performance. Yeah. But but that's because he was playing a normal human being in that. Right. In this, that whole scene again. That that whole scene is after hours. Like they are trying because everything that happens in after hours is these peculiar. He Griffin Dunn will wander into a scene and everything is surreal mm-hmm. and elevated. And that's what they were trying to do with that coffee scene, but. It didn't like at the end, like the fucking. It would look like barf from uh, "You Can't Do That on Television" came out to like, <laughs> you know, with with the knife, and he's like, "You're gonna pay for that. You're gonna pay for that coffee and donut, aren't you?" Like the whole well, thing. The the thing that was kind of going back to what I was saying earlier of like him being the biggest part of the movie. Yeah, that's why it's. I think that's maybe like the biggest like faux pas of the movie is that like he. It doesn't work when the like person, the character that you're following, is like that surreal and yeah. like crazy. Well, and so like if everybody else is playing it like so straight, you know what I mean? Like it it makes more but sense they that don't like, at the beginning. That's my point. Like that whole diner scene, everyone is weird. Like he walks in and there's that fucking weird hairy guy eating a donut and just like kind of looks at him and the the waitress is weird and then he wanders into the next scene and then they all become but a it, little bit more normal. It's like they couldn't decide what yeah, they wanted but, to but do. But even then, like even in the diner scene, like Keanu Reeves is still like the most bizarre part. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because they, yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah, it, he was. At yeah, le- we got to talk about him at this point, right? Because yes. this is the Keanu. Reeves we do podcast. Keanu. Yeah, we do Keanu. So I, it was, <laughs> I could, I appreciate, I appreciate it in the way that, like, I appreciate, like, uh, that the what was the Nicolas Cage vampire movie? Oh yeah, Vampire Kiss. Yeah, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, and and I guess. It's like a turning point, right? Like like Jonathan Taylor Thomas got a movie a little bit after that TV show he was on. I never watched that show. Uh-huh. Home Improvement? Did, yeah, yeah. Right? Didn't he got a movie where he was like trying to get home for Christmas or yeah. something? Yeah, I'll I be never home for Christmas. Okay. I love that movie. Is it but <laughs> No. <laughs> but he didn't have it, right? Whatever it is that like Keanu had like Keanu has something special in this movie. Like every scene he he works right like there's something electric about him and you want to watch and yeah some of it's rough and you're like that's a little bit you didn't quite get that right but on the whole your takeaway is like there was something about that kid like even at the end where he's turned it around and he's like stepped into the more confident winston character and who's like who's accomplished and like done all these things like he like if it didn't work 
Keanu wouldn't have gone on. Like this would have been it. Well, that's what, <clears throat> what's so f- funny too about it is like going back to flying. You remember how we talked about like, <laughs> remember how we talked about like the first half of the movie? He it was bizarre to see him. Yeah, how he was acting, and yeah. then like the second half of the movie when he becomes like <clears throat> the like actual the love bo- interest boyfriend. Yeah, it, like it kind of like clicks into place. Yeah. Kind of the same in this movie right. where like yeah, once he right. like changes clothes, <laughs> once he changes clothes. Well, but that also, I, I feel like they filmed it out of sequence too, right? Like from that point forward, it becomes a linear film and it works better. Yeah. And, and he works better, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing where they're, I feel like it, maybe it's not even his fault. Like they didn't know what they were fucking doing. They were trying to be fancier than they were like the director and producer were capable of doing. And it just shows in everything, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Keanu, it's all focused on him. And so the best that he can do is carry us through that in a way that makes it feel logical and it doesn't work. He doesn't He doesn't do that. And it's not necessarily his fault. But you're right. Once he becomes that second part, he's slid more into like the Keanu... Like action hero. Yeah, I guess that is it. You're right. It is more like an action hero. Even though he's goofy, he is, <laughs> he's running. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. that bow-legged run. <laughs> oh my God, and when he jumps up, he jumps up onto the uh, fire escape to climb mm-hmm. up onto the third floor. Like, did you did you notice? I, I don't know why, but I like my brain like it took a image of this of him like jumping on there, and it was very awkward. It was like he hadn't trained yet to do that shit, right? Like mm-hmm. they're just like, okay, well, you're gonna run up there and jump on that thing, and he's like, oh, okay, and like, <laughs> maybe did like four or five takes and got it right, but it doesn't look it looks like what a normal dude trying to do that would look like. It doesn't look like even what you see today with the fucking parkour dude is like doing shit like that. It yeah. looks very smooth and right. streamlined and almost gymnastic. Uh-huh. But him doing it was like, oh, that's just a guy trying to <laughs> jump and grab onto a fucking ladder. Yeah, do like <clears throat> the most chin-up thing that you can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just pull yourself but up onto a But that's a good gate. point. It is like he's he's become more, it for that movie, he's more of the Keanu that we... Uh, We've come to know him. Well, and I, I think maybe we'll find when we get to Bill and Ted's, because we're going to get to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure pretty soon. Soon, yeah? Uh, I think we have th- three more movies. Are you serious? Yeah, before we get to it. Because this is a year before Bill and Ted. This came out in April of 88. He, had, he and... had four movies come out in 88. Really? Yeah. That is interesting, because... That's fucking insane. Yeah, he had this, then he had our next <laughs> one... Um, uh, permanent record, I don't have which I think any is like of this movie. Um, actually, this one might be like a, a a cameo one. Nope, no, it's not. I don't know. That is far out because he's he is the lead of this movie. Like this movie, oh, yeah, this is a sure. vehicle for Keanu. For Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. And uh, again, and then we also have the Prince of Pennsylvania, and then we have Dangerous Liaisons. Why was he in Dangerous Liaisons? That's weird. I guess that's that's what kind of happens, though, right? Like Hollywood will grab onto a new actor guy, and they'll just like you'll see him in a bunch of things all of a sudden, all at once. Right. Yeah. So and then, that is kind of what happens. Yeah, and then he starts to get into the the bigger roles. Uh, Dangerous Liaisons was a big movie, but he was a small role. In oh, okay. Um, so that one actually might we might wait for that one for. Okay. Cameo. I'm, I'm fine with it. There are so uh, many goddamn movies. <laughs> yeah. But I think when we get to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I think the reason why he works as the doofus in that movie is because he has Bill to play off of. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's what we're going to see is that, like, the reason yeah. it works well in that is that he has somebody else that's, like, equally 
yeah, like doing it. Yeah, 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 just like a good partner. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because he's he's. I don't know though. He's like Winston. There are like I'm saying that's what I'm telling you, man. That that scene between Danny Boy and Winston with that car jack. Oh yeah, it absolutely. is so fucking Bill and Ted's. Yeah, it's wild. You're, to- you're totally right. Um, because really <laughs> after that, after Bill and Ted, there's Parenthood, and then after that, he kind of gets away from that. Um, like doofy. Well, yeah, because at that point California he's guy. done enough movies where he's like, I don't want to be this guy now. I want to be something else. I mean, I. I'm still having a hard time understanding that he's not from Southern California as a child, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that's not where he grew up, right? Like, well, it just doesn't process Well, and the, the craziest thing to me, though, is that for the fact that he is known probably best and for a lot of people as Ted Theodore Logan. No, he's not. He's known as Neo, dude. Everyone fucking knows him as Neo. But and now the, John Wick. But at this time. At I mean, this time. I mean, until before Matrix, the Matrix. Be- yeah, you're right. Before you're the right. Matrix, yeah, uh, right. everybody knows him as like the doofy Ted. He's Ted. So it's so weird in these early movies to see it not working very well at all. True. You're right. Well, I, I, I think that Ted was also at the right time, right? Like, it's not just that it's the perfect role for him. It's like he's had enough time fucking around with that character to really get it. Yeah. Right? Like, he, well, and he also gets to really lean into it. That's the only time. Like, Winston's supposed to be kind of goofy once he's on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the character from Flying, he's supposed to be like that. But they don't they don't really explain why he's supposed to be ducky and then he's supposed to be the fucking uh, oh leading man. An, an, another thing is that I, I we'll pro- <laughs> we'll probably talk about it more in the actual episode. But uh, I, I think it's worth just oh talking about God. now, just because oh this God. is kind of the end. I think the next few movies are not as like big broad comedies where he's oh yeah, yeah you know what i mean and this one is rough to call a big broad comedy too like there's the he's very broad he is in, but in he, bill and I, ted everybody else is be, being like really wacky and yeah silly yeah, yeah, too yeah. so it's like it fits, it fits within the context of the movie <laughs> oh where in like God. this and flying it yeah. just doesn't it fit doesn't in the fit. context of the movie no i mean it's like crispin glover in oh Rivers my Edge. god <laughs> <laughs> well and i was just is that what you're about this? Is that what was that what you were saying? That was that was where you're getting was the people all all the, him not fitting because he's being too broad. Is that it, what where everybody else is yeah. kind of being like. Because what I was about to say is that for sure Keanu Reeves included, literally nobody has spent this much time thinking about what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> for sure he didn't do like a reflection when he got the job as fucking johnny utah point break he's like this is gonna be a turning point in my career i I, think we spent the first three movies being a kind of a doofus (laughs) goofball who didn't fit in with the context of the film (laughs) well you know what's really funny is i think we have at this point talked about this movie longer than any but in, yeah, including the director, the, the, yeah, when they the were writers. When they were fucking mapping it out. They're just like, uh, whatever, dude. He's fucking. He's he's gonna fucking. He's gonna call him a dummy. The movie then... was ninety minutes, and I'm pretty sure they spent ninety minutes filming. The movie. <laughs> 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 and we have now talked for it for over ninety minutes. Oh my god. Um, yeah. No, I, I again. Uh, what's his name? The the uh, Trinidad Silva, like. Mm-hmm. I, I tripped out on that, dude. I just tripped out because I had forgotten all about him. And so it was like oh. this weird kernel of memory because I, I remember when Colors came out being like, oh, that's that dude from Hill Street Blues. And he used to love Hill Street Blues as a little kid who didn't understand 80% of it, but just was like, <laughs> oh, this is a cool drama. 
And so it was just a trip to see him show up again. And then that made me go find out that like he died, I think five months after this movie came out, like he died in a car wreck. That's cra- that's it. That is crazy. It is crazy. He, he, you know, he, he probably would have been in La Bamba and everyone would have known him. Oh, he died during production of UHF. UHF, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, he was also in The Jerk. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Anyways. Yeah, he was, uh, that's what I'm saying. And he was a recurring character on, you know, the Hill Street Blues was... Uh, yeah, it was like a huge show. It was a huge show. It, yeah. was the, it was the Thursday night drama. It was ER in the slot where ER wound up being it. Yeah, and he was on it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he was a he was a recurring character. Yeah. I knew him. He was a he was a gang member. I remember that. Right. Um, but <laughs> he always played gang members. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Up until UHF, where he uh, played a weirdo. Do you want to know what the tagline of the movie was? Oh my God! I yes. Uh, it was you lost your father's car, <laughs> sold your prom date, <laughs> and a guy named Tito wants you dead. It's a date that's the time of your life. Oh. My God! Did you see the? Did you happen to see the cover of the movie or the poster for the movie? Yeah, isn't it with the bed frame? Oh no! So I, this might be like the VHS cover. Oh yeah, it's him sitting at the, at diner, the diner in the, the diner. white tux. Um, well, because that's the only shot where it's just a close-up of him. Like the rest of it is like him running around with them bow legs. Based <laughs> on that po- that cover or poster or whatever it is, I would think this was a different movie. Oh yeah. Big time. Because he looks like introspective. Yeah. He looks like it's it not, doesn't look like a comedy. No, it doesn't look wacky at no. all. No, well, look at the other one. I think the no, other I one. No, I know I know the other one that you're talking about. I think about. that one was the cover until Keanu Reeves became a big star. And then they're like, nope, let's put this on the cover and get a few more. That's I, probably accurate. I'm guessing, because this was released April 15th, 1988. I'm guessing it came out like roughly the week of or the week after Adventures in Babysitting was released on VHS, would be my guess. Oh. And, because, right, that was about nine months after it had come out in the theater. Good point. That's a good point. I, I'm always thinking about it, especially with these crappy movies at the beginning. I'm always <laughs> thinking of some reason. For a minute, I thought maybe Trinidad Silva died just after this, or just before this movie came out, and they, like, released it like that. But uh, hmm. but no, they would have put in memory of or whatever. Right. Um. Anyways, so. <laughs> it's I, a fucking movie. Do we, do we say whether we should recommend people to watch it? I can't. How do I not remember the context? Uh, well, we never really decided. Um, <clears throat> no, because we've done it with the last two, right? We said nobody needs to watch f- Flying, but oh, like, everyone needs to well, see Well, last week we said, how many woes do you give it? Oh, That's what it was. Yeah. was how many woes, how many woes would I give this? And it's out of five woes? Is that the... Um, yeah, I guess so. Nice. Should it be different for each episode? Yeah, should, or should we just stick with Let's woes? Let's just stick with woes. Okay. How many... I would give it a... Uh, whoa. Like half a woe. <laughs> <laughs> let's see I, so i think i gave uh flying like four woes you did yeah i really liked that movie for how ha- i really liked the amount of cheese that was it like our our our, our systems are very different <laughs> i well i just i'm just going based on like my personal <laughs> my personal taste you know because I, I i just like that kind of 80s movie yeah and it was i kind of sp- like this one more than that one for no that stuff not me that, no not you're right me. there was that that old dancing stuff they had like four four montages well, in that movie i like that i also i like that better because i liked the relationship that keanu reeves and olivia debeau debeau yeah oh uh, true like yeah, that's true they had a lot more chemistry even though the age gap is concerning <laughs> you know? it's devastating uh but in this yeah like they uh, it was it was pretty boring 
Like it a was, lot of it was it really, was really boring. boring. Yeah. And like flying, I didn't really think was boring. You're wrong. It was very boring. It, not in the same way though. Like no, it, you're right. You're right. Yeah, not in the same way. Like this one was boring because they're trying to do something and they're just not achieving it. Yeah. Yeah. Flying was just like, what is this movie? What's going on? They're, they're having a gymnastics competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I liked uh, Olivia Debo in that movie a lot. Uh, yeah. Like, I thought she was a good uh-huh. actress and uh-huh. stuff. So four stars. Woes. Four woes. So how many woes are you going to give this one? Uh, I'm going to give this one one. One woe? Yeah. Okay. yeah I, give was, it, I give it a half a woe. Yeah. It's, it was it pretty was, rough. It was rough. It was but rough. It was poorly, perf- poorly it, executed. It could be fun for like... Um, like a party movie type oh, thing, you know? For sure. Like I said, it's a, it's intended to be played in the background with no sound on. Yeah. Because there's just weird shit going on, and you just kind of look up, and you're like, what? Why is he dancing to Parliament? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why was why was George? There was like four George Clinton songs in the movie. Yeah, did they like... I, it was one of those tie-in things where they just like, well, yeah, no, we'll get the, we'll get that we'll get that kid from Colors. We'll have him play the main heavy, and we'll get I don't know, we'll get some fucking band to come in and play the music, and like, and even like the the there was a little bit of break dancing. Like this was the 80, 1988. There's not a possibility that a movie comes out that has like urban feel to it without some break dancing. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't more like yeah. uh, like a group of like teen teens on like BMX bikes or something like that too. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> East LA, come on. Well, I don't know because like I don't know BMXing and like skateboarding and stuff were so he- like big in the '80s. You know? Was there not a skateboard? I feel like there was a skateboard. There. That's I, what I'm saying. It's like I feel like I don't there think was. there was, but it seems like there would have been. You're right. You're right. You're so you know right. Every- so do you? So what do you say? I mean, do you think people should go seek this movie? I I really don't. Well, yeah. I mean, watch it along with us and tell us your thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know your thoughts. Yeah, too. but other than that, I mean, other than I, I I don't think we should do it like like a recommend like a recommend because oh, okay, okay, okay. I think it's funner if you watch along with okay with okay. us. You know, so I I recommend you just watch if you're going to go on the journey with us. So to be clear, we're just talking to our significant others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Yeah, it's kind of it's fun just to see it in the context of Agreed. like his career. You Agreed. Know? Well, and and the way I watched it, it took like a day and a half, and I just watched it, you know, like a half hour here, half hour there. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it. I was just like, this movie is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. No, I wasn't I didn't like, hate it. I didn't, I didn't hate. hate it. Yeah, I didn't hate it. There was times where I was like, this movie's kind of pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, I was like, fuck, this is dangerous shit that's happening. And I I did appreciate trying to find the like influences like that, like yeah. After Hours for sure. You need to watch After Hours. It's a damn good movie. All right. Yeah. Um yeah, and I mean Keanu Reeves had for sure had his moments. Oh. And... It it that's kind of what I was trying to get at with that Jonathan Taylor Thomas reference oh, of yeah. like whatever I'm not going to go check out that movie to find out why, but whatever he just didn't have the charisma, he didn't have the movie star thing to become a movie star. Like he's gone. He never really did anything after that. Keanu did, right? Like Whatever it was, I mean, he he was in three more movies that year alone, right? Like, it was the kickstart. Well, like, it's a little bit different though because, like, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas had that thing where he is in like a long running series. Mm, that's true. That's true. Because he was on that show for like five that's years and before he, he went and off. He probably tried to... had a fucking attitude problem. There's probably a bunch of other problems, and his performance in that movie is probably just fine. He just nobody wanted to work with him. Yeah, or something. But yeah. like Keanu Reeves, like we know that he has this like reputation of just being like. A delight to work with. That's it. And, <laughs> I think, and it really comes across 
you can tell his energy is very positive yeah in every sequence like he's like likable yeah he does seem likable and that's like even when that scene where it feels unearned that Rhonda wants to kiss him it doesn't feel strange that she wants to help him and that she's excited to see him again right like right. It, it makes sense he feels like the kind of guy you seeing him on screen you're like yeah, it makes sense that like a handful of people would be like, I'm gonna help this kid. I mean, this yeah. poor fucking kid. But he's you know. a doofus. But he's like, he seems like a nice boy. Yeah. <laughs> so that whatever that is, Keanu. Gosh, I, the more I'm watching these, like the more I'm like, God, I really do like Keanu. He's I like, know. He, I I really like, especially at this time frame when he's like in his late twenties, I guess. He just looks like a fucking blast to be with. Yeah. Like, he looks like he would just be fun on set. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he seems like a guy you want to just hang out and have a beer with. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, it would be interesting what kind of chemistry there really was between he and Laurie Laughlin on this movie, right? Like, I don't, I feel like I've never seen him on tabloids, rarely, I, not enough that I remember ever seeing mm-hmm. it. Like, is there any shit like that? Like, there, most of that stuff comes because people are having, like, affairs or romantic involvement or something. Or yeah. Actually, now that I'm saying that, it's probably all just their fucking publicists putting shit out there to get it on. on <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but they were close in age. I mean, she was 24. I mean. He that, was probably about the same age. Yeah, and she was very attractive, even though, like, she's clearly kind of... Well, I don't know. That's not fair. I was going to say she seems unfriendly, but the, she, her character is supposed to be unfriendly. She her character is unfriendly. And, like, in Full House, she's, like, the sweet aunt. Sweetie. But, and I guess it's tainted by She's married this... to uh, John Stamos in Full House. Right. No, I, I knew that much about it, right? Like, but the stuff that's been going on in the news lately with her being specifically vilified, right or wrong, for, for that whole college uh, mm-hmm. scandal stuff... She seems to be kind of, she's coming across like a real C word, right? <laughs> Which makes me wonder if that's just who she is, right? Like, and so watching her performance in this, I'm like, I know that 40 years from this movie coming out, 30 years, she's going to be in a lot of trouble for being kind of a rich bitch. Which makes me just think all of this is like, oh, she's just tapping into her fucking inner rich bitch. Maybe. Um, but I, it's one of those things too, because she like she's not a movie star yeah. these days, but she has been like consistently working. True, you know very what I true. mean. So well, she's, like, but she's bananas attractive. Like she is a very beautiful woman. Oh yeah, and you for can sure. see it in this. In fact, they both have that image of like they're both young and pretty, but especially knowing what they become in ten years, you're like, man, they both need to age a little because they get really attractive when they get older. Oh yeah, when Lori <laughs> Laughlin like was on Full House, yeah, she was. A baby romp. Really beautiful. Oh my god. Yeah. I I was so Yeah. And I loved Yeah. Aunt Becky. Yeah. No, I even the college scandal stuff now. She's what, pushing fifty or what? I think <laughs> she's like fifty two or fifty four yeah. or something like that. Which I, I especially for a man of my age, that's perfectly that's great. She's, fi- <laughs> she's fifty five. Fifty five. She looks fucking great. Yeah, she's she a was, stunner. Yeah, she's a stunning woman. Yeah. So all of that is to say I I wonder if there was any chemistry there. I wonder if maybe yeah. I yeah, it is it's kind of funny that we didn't really even talk like talk about like well, one of the stars of her she's you know a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's true. She's going to jail. Is she did she get sentenced? I thought she got sentenced to like you know a couple of years but it'll be a couple of months or something like that. Well, whatever it is. That actually made me realize that we basically never ever as far as I'm aware throughout all of the 40 four decades of Keanu's career I don't have we ever 
been fixated as a pop culture on his personal life? I don't think we have. Well, he's like super duper private about it too. Well, yeah, but but he, um, but for a movie star of the style and and caliber that he is, it's surprising. Like not knowing Robert De Niro's personal life doesn't surprise me, right? Like Be- because he's an he seems like a dick. Well, and he's also like a method actor who does all these serious fucking things, and he's always just blah, 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 blah. right. But Keanu is lighthearted goofball action star, right? Like mm-hmm. you. you think he'd show up a little bit you'd think you'd find out you know oh keanu and goldie hawn or somebody like but nothing i don't think i don't feel like i have any idea anything i think he's got no well he's single isn't he Uh, he's single because he's he had he's had some like pretty uh like uh like dark things happen in his life (laughs) (laughs) he really has like Like his dad going to prison for heroin (laughs) before he becomes a movie all of this stuff i don't know man i don't know Well, i think like his girlfriend um like they, he had like a girlfriend in the in the late '90s, like right before The Matrix came out. That like, uh, they were pregnant and she like gave birth and it was stillborn. Oh Jesus! And then I think she died later. Like the girlfriend died, um, like in an accident or something like that. Um, so it's not fun tabloid shit. It's like real life shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like real life stuff. And, huh. Um, but I think especially since then he's kind of like intentionally like stayed out of like yeah. The line no, I, stuff. I, I. I, yeah, that seems like the way to live your life anyway. But yeah, for sure. But it it makes it makes <sighs> it fun to talk about. Him. This is a much heavier ending for this fucking bananas movie. I know. I, why did I even bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, what's the next movie? So our movie next week, next time, is going to be Permanent Record, also 1998. 88. Uh, yeah, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, um, I wonder. I, I'm. I'm. So, the summary of the movie makes me really curious to see what Keanu Reeves is like in the movie. Because it's a heavy. He sounds like it sounds. It sounds like he's playing a drama role. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, memorializing their friend deals with like teen suicide and stuff like that. Uh, it says it's a drama, not a comedy drama. So. <laughs> If it would have said comedy drama, I would have been like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, because River's Edge is a straight drama, right? They didn't call that a comedy drama. No, I don't okay. think so. Yeah, there's not even there's not one funny part of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um oh, until next time. Um do you have any anything else? I don't have anything else. All right. Well, oh, we should have said this at the beginning of the show. What? Uh, but like rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stitcher, all that stuff. All that jazz. All that jazz. Uh, you know, get in touch with us. Tell us what. You, tell us your thoughts on the movie. Uh, <laughs> on, like, Please on Instagram. Only on Instagram. Only on Instagram. <laughs> we only Insta, bro. <laughs> Through GIF. We want to know what you think <laughs> of, about last. No, not about last. Insta night. us a GIF. <laughs> the night before. The, the night, night before. before. Yeah. Not the Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, Night before Christmas movie <laughs> from a couple of years ago. The cannery is one. Just so, just so you're clear <laughs> at this point. Just so you're clear. Uh, throw a few coins into our uh, our tip jar, please. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Until then, we do Keanu. We do Keanu. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah.
I know. <laughs>